and welcome back to another episode of Let's Get To It. My name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. And this is episode 23, and we're going to talk about reflection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After you just mentioned reflection eternal, like, just my head was like, quality. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we, we always, as you guys know, we always talk before, and I'm like, oh my God, like, reflection eternal, Talib Kweli. <laughs> Kweli. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now we, we did it. We did it. If you don't know what we're talking about, I can't help you. Um, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, so reflection, a lot mm. of different ways we can discuss reflection. Right, right. Um, what, what's top of mind for you? What are you thinking? Uh, just generally reflecting on phases of my life. You know, yeah. I think that's really what comes to mind at first. It's just like not necessarily reflecting on my entire life or like every single choice that I've made, but looking at this phase and, and reflecting back on like, well, what did I do to get here? What was in my mind when I was planning on going here? And mm. how on the mark was I? And what does it mean for what's going to what's going to happen going forward, like reflecting on what are the steps that I took to get here and what were my intentions in taking the steps. If I can look back at that, mm. then it's going to give me a pretty clear idea on what the next move to make actually is. Mm. You know, things oh, like that. I love that. Yeah. And, the, and the, the past sort of informing the present and the future. Mm -hmm, exactly. um, I also want to be the first person to wish you a happy early birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> very much. <laughs> on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, full disclosure, Majib's got a birthday coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's so. the 31st. So you might be listening to this on my birthday. Oh, yeah so give him a birthday shout out and yeah I, lo I love that idea too of doing these reflections periodically because sometimes I feel like there's this um, kind of myth that that's something that we do in our elder years mm -hmm. right like you don't have to you know wait to have lived your whole life to then like look back on it right, right. That, that this is a constant process and for anybody who's really keen on evolving and learning and growing that you, you were constantly reflecting totally. and learning from, you know, every phase in our lives. Well, it, when you say it like that, it makes me think of like looking, like reflecting in the literal sense of like looking at my reflection, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that I'm like giving myself a haircut mm -hmm. and I don't look at my reflection at all, you know? Yeah. And I don't take the time to like, am I still on course? Is that line still straight? Is that, am I doing what, I, is it looking like I want it to look? Mm -hmm. Like any other any other situation, I'm going to stop and I'm going to look at what it is that I'm working on. If I'm building something, is it coming out the way that I want it to? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm cooking something, I'm going to look in the oven and check to see, like, right. is it happening the way it is? All these different ways of, like, looking at the present moment and mm. asking myself what what's going on here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which makes a whole lot of sense, you know? And that's why, you know, both of us have journaling practices and why it's so important why we think or I think it's so important <laughs> right on my on my soapbox here why it's so important to do that because you know to look back and you know of, of course we all have some memory retention of of how we were how we thought we were but the written record is is a really good way to kind of keep track because we can also kind of misremember things about ourselves mm -hmm. But that page isn't going to lie. Mm -hmm, like if you mm -hmm. wrote something down on, you know, January fill in the blank in 1999, that's a reflection of what you were feeling like on that day. Right, right, right. You know, wow. and just what a beautiful thing to have that. You know, I'm sure I've misremembered tons of things, you know, just you get into a group and you start telling stories and you might embellish <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Shout out to my mom, who's an expert embellisher. When she, she's misremembered a lot over the years with us kids, but um, but yeah, like how how beautiful to have, 
you know, a, a written record of like, oh, whoa, that's what was in my brain, mm-hmm. or that's who I was right, right. on that day. Wow. Wow. And it's it's interesting, too, because you mentioned something a little earlier, which is like, well, you mentioned the idea of looking at our reflection and how that can sometimes be a two-dimensional thing, right? Mm. And it made me think of like standing, like if you've ever had a dress tailored or had a suit tailored or something, like standing in that little three walls of mirrors and, you know, you can see yourself from all these different angles and mm. you can see like how your reflection looks through this other reflection and like, it's like, holy shit, I've never really stood here and like looked at just the left side of my face before, mm-hmm. you know, and then had the opportunity to look at the right side of my face before. So, you know, we think about these situations where looking at a piece of paper that I wrote on in 2010 and maybe in that 2010 I was reflecting on that moment you Mm -hmm. know I was reflecting maybe today was this sort of day damn I gotta write this down or oh I just had this great idea like damn I gotta write this down so I'm looking at my reflection from one angle in that moment Mm -hmm. and when I go and I look back at it I'm actually looking at my reflection from a different angle now you know so like I, I have more to I can I can reflect on that moment of me reflecting and it gives me that much more feedback on what it is that I'm doing again it's like for me, bearings are everything. Somebody said it best. It's like you wouldn't get on a ship and just take your hands off the wheel and expect the water to take you where you're going. Yeah. You know, you're going to look at where you're going and you're going to continuously check your bearings and you're yeah. going to always look at where the wind's coming from. You're going to look at the little the little screen that's telling you if they're if you're if you're like your what what's it called like your depth yeah. your depth gauge or whatever. You're going to look at that and you're going to try to make sure that you're on the right course mm. the whole time. Never just think that you're gonna get somewhere set Mm -hmm. sail and like just wish I'm gonna be there soon you know and yet people do it all the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we do we do that all the time and and I I don't want to make it sound like I haven't done that but because you know I'm still very much a student in this process of kind of learning myself and where I'm going and where I want to get to but it is it is an it it is an active process like you've got to be an active participant in your own life Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. like I, 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 I truly believe that in whatever way, shape or form that you can accomplish that, right. you know. Um, so, yeah, get that compass out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting, too, when you when you mention sort of the physicality of, of an actual mirror, because I feel like in the present moment with so many people on the Zoom camera, um, in, in just in front of screens. I feel like screen time is, um, you know, it's an interesting kind of duality that we're in. I feel like time in nature is increasing, but also time in front of a screen is increasing. Mm-hmm. Like there's just this really interesting, I don't know, um, like epic Star Wars battle between <laughs> these two things or something. Um, but what I mean about this is that these reflections are not, necessarily realities or they're representations Mm. right so anybody that's in the fitness profession right now if you have found yourself online making videos putting yourself out there um, it can be incredibly disorienting and kind of weird to watch yourself Mm. like if you're not somebody that's typically like maybe you're thrust into the situation where you're like okay now I'm making all this online content like I'm out there I'm on Instagram I'm on you know you name it these platforms I'm on YouTube and you suddenly have to watch yourself. And I know somebody with my, my, my past and certainly, you know, having, you know, working through body dysmorphia and, and an eating disorder, like it can be really hard to watch yourself and not, and that inner critic comes out like, oh, okay, like my, 
my skin's out over over my pants or when I do this move like you know just all the hypercritical things whether or not you know how whatever gender you identify or however you identify like I'm sure we've all picked ourselves apart mm-hmm. right when we're looking at ourselves oh my I, I was doing this move and my hair was out of place and it bothered me <laughs> like you know silly things but I say all this it is like one representation or what what you may zero in on or focus on like someone else may not even notice mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. little details and is it realities like you know it's what it, I'll look at a video of myself that I made three months ago and I remember when I looked at it three months ago there was something I didn't like about it now when I look at it I'm like I don't know what I saw wow wow yeah what was going through my head at that time you know this this like so I can kind of like like blow your head off in terms of like what's real mm. But, like, just sort of all this digitizing and, you know, and then you add on filters and all this other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's distortions. Right. It's all distortions and it's different reflections and refractions and, like, you know, we need a physicist on here or something. Wow. But. It's, <laughs> it, it, the way that you just said that, the idea of, like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say what, it, where it brought my mind. Um, I think of, like, Instagram, for instance, Mm -hmm. and if I'm looking at a video that I have on Instagram to tell me who I am personally, Mm. like, then I see it as in this moment, for the sake of example, I'm like looking at Instagram for my reflection. Yes. But Instagram is like an entertainment platform first. Right. So I'm kind of like it. it, The reason why I'm bringing it up like this, because it made me think of it. It's like looking in a funhouse mirror. Right. Trying to figure out if my hair is right or if my outfit matches or do I look fat or skinny mm-hmm. or big or small like it doesn't it doesn't compute that doesn't actually give me a, a visual representation of who I am in this moment because yeah. I'm looking through a funhouse mirror right you know it's yeah. some distortion of, of what I'm looking at mm-hmm. so I think about because Instagram is like a, a bet a lot of people can agree with it Instagram's like the perfect way to kind of like all of a sudden think I'm not doing enough no matter Ugh. how much I'm doing in Ugh. my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just said it. God, release me from the Instagram <laughs> trap. I don't know what you want to call it. And so it's like the perfect, it's like the perfect example of a distortion because I, I, I know personally how much I'm doing as right. an individual. Right. Um, and it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. No, I'm really glad that you went there because, you know, first, like full disclosure, I mean, we're in our, we're in our late thirties now and, <laughs> and I'm fairly savvy. I'm like, I can't figure out reels. I'm sorry. I can't like, I'm not on TikTok. I know <laughs> all these other things, but, um, yeah, Instagram is, you know, is such an, you gotta be so careful. I'm actually going through a personal like Instagram purge, like an, like an unfollow spree. I'm like, you know what? This is not serving me. This is not, mm-hmm. you know, how how are how is this content like making me feel? And I'm really being selective about my content that I want to follow things that are sort of uplifting and feeding my soul and not just it's tough because I think everybody knows by now that Instagram operates by algorithms and because I personally have a fitness business and I tag a lot of fitnessy things, Instagram curates a lot of like content it thinks I should follow. And a lot of that stuff is garbage. Mm. Um, you know, as, especially as a female in the industry, it sort of, it keeps sending me images of like, you know, what it thinks, um, 
uh, these representations of like fitness should be, um, which is often very monolithic and especially from a body perspective and is not helpful. Um, and, and yeah, I think everybody could do themselves like a big favor to kind of go through if you can stomach it and just Mm -hmm. like start to unfollow things and just be like, this is a big thing for me. Like asking yourself the question, how does this make me feel? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and I think it's just a very just straight up question. And I think, you know, we all kind of know we look at something and either we immediately feel inadequate, bad about ourselves, do the comparison thing, or do you look at something and that inspires you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or inspires creativity in you? Um, and that's kind of what I'm starting to go through. I'm like, if this isn't inspiring creativity for me, I'm dumping it. If I'm looking at it and I'm just like, you know, and then I sit there and I'm just like, all right, well, you know, and we all do this. I'm like, okay, well, what does she have that I don't have? Or like, why does she have 20,000 views on this video? Like, mm-hmm. I can teach that. Oh, okay, I don't look like her. Oh, well, what's so special about that? Wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, just go down the hole. Mm-hmm. And there we go. And this, this sort of interesting sort of reflection process, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, which isn't, which isn't reality. Right, 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 right. You know, and like you said, like nobody, like nobody knows, nobody knows how hard you're working right. except for you. Right. You know? Totally. Totally. And the only way to know how hard you're really working is to just look back at yourself, you know? Right. Like you have to, like for me at least, like the only way for me to know what, like how hard I'm doing is to sometimes just look at, like just go back a Mm. week and just, you know, re-record in my mind, reflect on like what, what am I doing? Mm. What am I doing with my time? Mm. You know? Um, and it doesn't have to be hyperproductive. Like, right. I do plenty of shit in my day-to-day or somebody would look and be like, that doesn't seem productive at all. But for me, that's those are the things that I need to do to be able to remain productive because I live in a country, I live in a time period, I live in a body where it's expected that it doesn't matter. Like, I have to go and go and go. And again, if we talk about looking at social media platforms for reflection, it's like... I'm supposed to just be cranking and cranking and cranking Mm -hmm. and cranking. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I'll give you an example of two things that I've really been thinking about that really like kind of hit me hard and and drove this idea home. Um, And it's the the workaholic ethic, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring up two instances. Um, Quincy Jones, Mm -hmm. right? One of the most prolific producers Mm -hmm. still in history right um still very very monumental in music and in entertainment um still a big mentor inspiration for so many people had an aneurysm Mm -hmm. you know like basically like worked himself almost to death you know um one of his number one mentees dr dre who is like the quincy jones of our generation Mm -hmm. um very much like a a, a a high mark setter you know yep. everybody wants to be productive like dr dre you know you're gonna have this prolific career also had an aneurysm mm-hmm. worked mm-hmm. himself and where is he now he's probably back in the studio again you know mm-hmm. working again so it's 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 this reality that like this this level of work 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 um it comes at this cost Absolutely. of physicality. It comes at a cost of menta- mentality, of my emotional state, all these different things. So for me, they're, they're, I always, and I say this to people all the time, like we don't want to wait until we're laid up to rest. Right. We don't want to wait until I'm, I'm getting 
overworked to take a rest day, yeah. right, in, in fitness. And the only way for me to know if I'm overworking is to reflect about what I've been doing, mm. look back. And if I keep a journal, I can look back over my journal. Um, I had this, like, month-long break where I didn't really journal at all. Um, I just, like, it just didn't fit itself in. I think we talked about mm-hmm. it before. It's, like, kind of around the time of the, of the, the actual um, election and then from the election the news kind of like soaked up all my attention so I didn't journal for a while um and I started to journal again kind of daily um and even just reflecting on that time period that I wasn't journaling and asking myself like not just what was going on why wasn't I journaling but what was I doing instead Hmm. and what role did that play in my becoming you know what I mean so again it's just like it takes me back to the idea of a haircut. Like sometimes you got to give yourself a shitty haircut or get a shitty haircut to realize like the haircut that I actually want. And the only way for me to know that is to look at it from a bunch of different angles and be like, damn, it's a little too short up here. Or, damn, I shouldn't have got that stripe there, you know, so mm. on and so forth. Um, it's so interesting what you're saying. I, I can, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to actually something that I, that I coach on the bike and we might, we might be working on a really hard effort on the bike and um, and then we pull back. And something that I often say is, you know, oftentimes we don't realize how hard we're working until we pull back mm. into that and go into that rest mode. Mm-hmm. Because it actually is quite easy to, once you're in this sort of workaholicism, um, to just stay in that, like to stay on that hyperdrive. And, and that in itself has its own kind of reward system. Um, like I, I often would identify myself I'm I'm recovering workaholic, <laughs> or I'm trying to be, um, or I've recognized that that yeah I'm somebody that you know will throw myself into work or like like think that being perpetually busy is admirable is um, you know enviable is you know what's gonna get me respect right like oh if people know how hard I work right and then what is that like needing we've talked about this a few times like. Um, when we crave those sort of external validation, like, you know, um, okay, am I doing a good, a good job? Do I have, have I won this award or is someone recognizing my, mm-hmm. you know, that? And, and at the end of the day, and what I've really come to realize, especially now and over the last year, that, like, as long as I know, like, the work that I'm putting in, what I'm doing, the time, the effort, like, that's what I like. I'm the only person that matters. That really that that knows that hustle. And and if we if we can find contentment with like if nobody else in the room knows how hard I worked for this, like I'm okay with that. Then anything else, like any extra accolades or praise or whatever, like that's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm not out for it to get the accolades and the compliments and the, you know, the recognition, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to, and, 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 and as somebody who was like, used to be like, oh, I'm working for the A, I'm working for the honor society, I'm working for, mm. right? Because that's what, that's what will fulfill me, right? Mm. When I like have all these letters after my name, when I da 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 that's gonna bring me happiness. Well, that didn't work, right? right, right? right. But like, I know how hard I, I even think of when we have a session together, you know, you've seen me like when I when I get into it and I'm going to accelerate and I'm like doing extra of something like not even because you asked me to, but I'm just just on that level mm-hmm. in that moment. 
because like it's that's you're actually witnessing like me just tapping into me like this workout's for me like this hustle is for me like this is for nothing other than like I'm feeling it yeah yeah and that's really like the the beauty is when you get to that spot right right. like you know totally and then of course like having recognition feels good and that's normal and that's human and that's wonderful Mm. but it's not the it's not my why right right, anymore totally I like that a lot and it makes me think about something that I was kind of reflecting on a couple of days ago um so like the idea of reflecting and reflection and like self self awareness Mm -hmm. you know it's just that's just something that I tend to do like it's just part of my makeup like I'm you'll you'll catch me at five o'clock in the morning standing looking at the horizon thinking Mm -hmm. about what what I did to get here Mm -hmm. you know what I mean or what what I what the weight on my shoulders if if you will and I was sitting there standing the other day it was very cold Um, (laughs) but I'm like looking at the stars it was like a very clear morning Um, stars were out moon was just setting and I was thinking like musing about money like mm-hmm. working for money like and mm-hmm. in, in, in this in this in this situation it's like accolades but working for some sort of like external gain mm-hmm. and how how the idea of working for money can be so draining because and what I mean is like for fame and fortune mm-hmm. for fortune mm-hmm. particularly not just like working for a paycheck but to like to chase getting rich mm-hmm. or wealthy um, and only measure my accomplishment by that mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about it because the thing about it, it's, it's like, to me in that moment, it was like fawning and chasing and doing everything about my own appearance and myself for somebody else mm-hmm. who could give a fuck about me, right. give a fuck less, yep. you know? And I think about money in that sense where like, money doesn't care about me. It right. has no, it doesn't care about me. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have a brain. You mm-hmm. know, the, the blue Benjamins are going to go, somebody else is going to fan them down their arm mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, it, it is like chasing a lover who does not, who can go for anybody. It's right. a choosy person. Right. You know what I mean? And you're getting all gussied up and, and full of it for the award. But that award could come to you. It could go to John. It could go to Mary. It could go to, you know, it could mm-hmm. go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be just as happy on the mantelpiece. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think about those, like, not not that we don't need landmarks, not that I'm not like anybody else. Like, I like a carrot, you know, yeah. to, to, to go after. Um, but <laughs> I, I like to get the carrot and eat it, too. Like, I don't <laughs> just want a carrot tied on my forehead that I'm chasing after all day. Right. But I think about that, that sense in reflection. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And what is the the reception of what I'm going for actually mm. going to give me? Is it going to feed me? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it just going to be fleeting? Is it going to come and go? Is it going to, is it going to be a lover who doesn't love me? Mm. That sort of idea. Like what am I doing to change myself? Who am I becoming for this thing that I'm chasing after? Mm. Um, again, I can only know that through reflection. So again, take it back to the physical mirror. Um, changed my hair I did a little bit of work here I got a little this and that I'm looking at myself again am I do I do I fit am I ready for this person to love me mm. and then I go to that person and they don't care they don't notice mm-hmm. they, they don't yeah sure I'll, I'll tell you I love you yeah, it's the best thing in the world blah 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 and then they're just running game mm-hmm. running around on somebody else this and that that's how I feel about these certain things sometimes mm-hmm. when it's like 
am I doing this for me? Am I doing it for my own personal joy or am I doing it for this external reason that could come to me or not? Mm. It's, it's not doing its thing for me. Like money isn't getting printed just for Mujib, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So why would I live my whole life just to try to get money or accolade or mm. the lover or, you know, X, Y, and Z? I just keep thinking, like, as you're speaking, like, literally this this phrase is just, like, blinking in my head like a, like a neon sign. And I just keep thinking, like, purpose-driven. Mm. Like, is what what is the the purpose like you know your your day-to-day it's kind of like kind of figuring out like a, a life's purpose you know how are you fulfilled and and made whole and um yeah and it's not to like th- this may seem like a weird tangent but I was listening to NPR the other day as I as I usually do and and what was up for debate was the um there the topic for discussion was the federal minimum wage mm-hmm. And now President Biden talking about that $15 federal minimum wage. The federal minimum wage is something like atrocious, like seven twenty-five or something. And we are now in the longest period without that going up in our nation's history, I think, since, since around the Depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it not keeping pace with anything, inflation or, or whatnot. And, and, and this constant argument against raising federal minimum wage usually coming from the right or more conservative circles is that, you know, the pressure that's going to put on the system and like we, that we just can't afford it or something. Right. Which is just ridiculous. Right. And it's sort of like we have such, we have this notion like, no, well, if we lift everybody up, if we give everybody a means of at least a living wage or purposeful wage, like so that you can, just conduct your life you can buy the food you can have your your needs met roof over your over your head and other things and maybe you you spend here you you take this trip or whatever um that you would actually see you know that everybody starts to come up Mm -hmm. right but yet but we're obviously not living in that you know and then of course you know then people use these buzzwords like oh you're a commie you're a socialist you know like it's like that's such a dirty word um that people might be of equal value <laughs> god all right tar and feather me like Oof. it's terrible but it's it's just kind of making me think about sort of this if we and I'm going through this right now specifically like just having my you know the bottom fall out of the of my business and having been financially successful now I have a chance to sort of rebuild and thinking about you know how might I want to completely restructure you know maybe a nonprofit, maybe a cooperative you know what other structures um that it's not just about like me I'm getting mine you know no I mean what I do is purpose-driven it's for the community so how could I even structure the company with that idea with that in mind right how can this benefit like I don't know so I'm going through like a lot of that stuff and just sort of rethinking like we can be stuck especially in America like stuck in this you know very like sort of western capitalism you know driven by the almighty dollar and that's not to say like yeah I mean i I still want to have nice things. Like I still bought my chain. Mm-hmm. Like there, is, so it's not demonizing anybody for mm-hmm. wanting a, a luxury item or something that feels good, and being able to do that or provide for yourself and your family. But you know, overall, like if if you know, only taking what we really need, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's just so much excess. Mm-hmm. There's so much excess out there. Um, and a lot of people are doing a lot of really amazing things with mm-hmm. their wealth, mm-hmm. you know, and, but a lot of people aren't. <laughs> um, but I've been thinking, I've, I've been reflecting on, on that, you mm-hmm. know, personally, just being um, given an opportunity or having, you know, being at one, one part in sort of my business cycle. And, 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 and you and I have talked about this, you know, a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, I'm so sad for you or you've lost so much. Mm-hmm. Or you have to step away from this space that you put so much money into it. And I think because I've done a lot of work internally on just not attaching myself to a physical space or what I invested, like, yeah, that was that was four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw a wonderful return on that investment. And not just monetarily, but the people in my life, mm-hmm. you know meeting you, for example, like mm-hmm. where we are today. So I don't, I don't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, what do I, what do I have to be sad about? Right. Right, right. <laughs> I'm very lucky. Um, or I'm very grateful, I should say, you know, lucky is a weird word. Mm-hmm. Um, grateful to, you know, and so I do believe in sort of this cause and effect and like finding, this is going to sound very Oprah and very the secret. <laughs> um, so I apologize for that. But like, you know, again, doing that internal work, knowing yourself and sort of investigating like this sort of purpose driven work. I really do believe that the universe like is, you know, will take care of you and in a multitude of ways. And it might not be a windfall of cash. Like Mm -hmm. that might not be the way you're taking care of, but you may be introduced to a person that's going to introduce you to a person. Like you just never know in what ways these things show up. Totally. But you always know that they will show up. That they will. You know what I mean? Yeah. We kind of talked about that with adaptation, which is like a large part of of adap- the adaptation cycle is trying to get to the point where we can respond to anything that might come after mm-hmm. us. So like, you know, like you said, like you've, you've gotten good at being able to pack up and change locations <laughs> or pack up and change directions, you know, and like um, that is a valuable skill. And it's a valuable skill to be able to look at a situation and say like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I know when it gets to the other side of it all, I'm going to have everything that I need to be able to make the next move or to be able to stay right there where I am, you know? And like, um, I feel like the, like I said this in the, in the reflections on 2020 episode, um, where so much of what 2020 taught me personally is that I'm so much more capable of dealing with so much, more calamity than Mm. I would have imagined Mm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like my flexibility my adaptability is so much stronger broader than I would have thought it was Mm -hmm. um not really that I would have thought it was because you know you've heard me say enough I think very highly of my own personal potential Mm -hmm. you know um but it definitely was more than I've ever had to deal with in my life Mm -hmm. you know there's more chips on the table there's more at stake um there's more that will get, there's more that will crumble apart mm-hmm. if I don't make the right moves than ever before. So 2020 let me know that I'm capable of handling those things and mm-hmm. of making the necessary adjustments to be still in a good position at the end of the day, you know. Um, so again, it's, it's interesting because this episode is about <laughs> reflecting. So as the listener, y'all are going to hear a lot of like, 
just kind of stream of consciousness because oh, yeah. we're, we're reflecting on ourselves <laughs> in this moment. We're reflecting on our situation. Um, one of the things that I, that I really thought about with this concept too was like um, how we can be mirrors for each other. Mm. Like we can reflect back some aspect of our partner's personality or community's personality or the work that they're doing, so on mm. and so forth. So when you talk about like accolades or the recognition you know for like 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 did I get an award this year or did I get an article written about me this year or something like that um maybe not but maybe I'm around more people that are the type of people that I want to be around Mm. maybe the shifts that I've made in my own consciousness or my own identification or my own presentation have paid off and come to and come to flourish in the way of like or fruition fruition yeah I always think about those too like I like I like thinking about it flourishing as well right Um, but fruiting is great um but if come to fruition in that um I am around the people that I want to be around I am having the conversations that I want to be having Mm -hmm. and you know maybe I didn't get that thing this year that I was hoping to get by doing all this work but maybe that thing is going to go is actually just setting up to pop off next year or mm-hmm. two years from now, mm-hmm. as long as I keep on reflecting and looking back at my situation. Mm. Um, I'm in this process right now, and it's interesting. I had somebody ask me a little earlier, but I'm in the process of putting together a video series. And somebody asked me earlier, she was like, so, you know, how long, basically, like, what's your process? Like, how long did it take you to figure the thing out? Do you Did you think a lot about it? And I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of, in, in reflection, I was like, yeah, I pretty much started the process in, like, 2015. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, sure, like, I can look right now and see, boom, dozens of videos, but that's the culmination of a half a dozen years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and did I, could I reflect then mm. in 2018 when, maybe a minimal amount of steps had been taken to get me here could I reflect and be like I might not have everything that I want right now like for instance in 2018 I might not have had everything that I had in 2021 for this project but could I look at could I reflect on my situation in 2018 and see where I'd come from 2015 Mm -hmm. when I started the idea Mm. you know and like okay no I'm actually in a great position to keep on going with this project or this process and when the time lines up with the things that I'm going to need to do to execute the thing, I'm going to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know? and so again, that, that sometimes just takes personal reflection to say like, where did I come from? Where am I now? And how does that kind of foreshadow where it is that I'm going to be going or what I'm going to be able to do when I get to that mm. point? You know? Makes me think, you know, we talked about sort of the, the, the nature of this culture and this country in particular, and that's sort of the, the the workaholic nature of it and um, I also can't help but think about the instant gratification mm. side to that where um, you know a lot of us you're just like okay I wrote this down and I did the thing and it's gonna happen right <laughs> or when's it gonna happen and and I, I love what you're saying because we may plant a seed or put something in motion that you know by the time we're in our mid-40s we're gonna be realizing and that's several years from now right um and that but but you just kind of 
keep laying the groundwork or keep doing the thing because you just don't know necessarily in what ways it's going to manifest and how and when exactly. But not everything, you know, if you're if you're starting a practice of intention setting or goal setting, you know, not everything is going to be okay in the next 30 days your dreams are realized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you just started doing you know, doing this and I think that's one um interesting thing too about being able to go back and reflect and sort of say, you know, oh, well okay, I'm experiencing this now. When did I really kind of, when was I thinking about this very thing? Mm-hmm. And you actually kind of have that roadmap to, to go back and look at. But but that can be, um, you know, very important thing. You know, when I think of, especially in our industry, in the in the wellness industry and fitness, and, and if you kind of parlay that into the, I think the diet industry, which I'm not part of, but it's still under the umbrella of fitness. And, you know, I just think you should just run like hell if something promises you like total transformation in 30 days or less. Like what? Who totally transforms in 30 days? Or maybe if you have like a completely near death experience or I'm sure there are certain events in your life where, whoa. Um, But, you know, for the most part, this growth trajectory is, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. Like, you know, so it's, um, I'm just like, what's going what's gonna to happen in less than 30 days? <laughs> like, you know, even, um, gosh, how long have I been training with you now? It's been a, it's been a few months. Yeah. I mean, I feel like more than a few months. I mean, more than, it's been a few months. It yeah. It's been like a year, but, um, so we started in the summer, yeah, I guess. I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to associate it with COVID actually. I'm like, at what point of the, so it would have been like August probably August. Yeah, something like that. So I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking about this because I'm kind of, I'm reflecting on sort of where I'm at and like now I can walk in and pick up a fairly heavy kettlebell and start mm-hmm. swinging it and stuff. And I think about kind of when I started and the, the humility and patience with which I had to approach kettlebells mm-hmm. because, and I think we can do this, we can sometimes sort of say, well, you know, yeah, I'm a trainer, I'm strong, or I know how to do this. And you kind of have to put that ego aside when you're when you're coming into a new modality or a new practice and, um, and just say like, okay, like I, 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 I know what I don't know and I'm here to learn and I'm here to start from the beginning. And yeah, it's been almost six months of work, like where we're at. And I'm really excited about like this continued trajectory, but it's taken, you know, weekly work. Um, over time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and, and what I love is like, you know, I wasn't, sort of sold a bill bill of goods like you know you'll you'll be doing this in three weeks like or you know I just you know any anything really worth having it it takes a while you know Mm -hmm. to really like nurture something or to really get good at something or whatever it is you know um whether it's in the athletic realm or you know you want to write a book or you know you're knitting a blanket like it's you know you've got to practice it takes time it takes intention it takes and it doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect either, you know? So, um, I don't know. These are a lot of, again, streaming consciousness, like mm-hmm. a lot of different thoughts, but I just sort of been reflecting on our, you know, our training time together. And I'm so excited. We're going to work two times a week because yes. that's, that's really exciting to put in that work. But, but yeah, it can be, um, you know, very humbling process. Like I remember when you were teaching me the snatch, the kettlebell snatch, and like you were only letting me do it with 15 pounds. I was like, 
I was not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I want to do it with a heavier weight. No, you have to learn first. <laughs> Hurt yourself. Um, but it, it, it can be hard. And, and it's, and you know, just coming from some, it's, it can be hard to like set the ego aside and just say like, okay, I'm going to be humble student here mm-hmm. and I have something to learn. I need to practice. And coach is going to tell me when I can pick up a heavier mm-hmm. weight or whatever it is. But it's like, like I think about the, the domino effect where, like, you know, if I'm setting up, like, a, a domino drop, you mm-hmm. know, or I push one over and it mm-hmm. goes all the way around the room or something like that, like, really placing every single domino first, you know, and, like, being really particular about they got to be this far apart or mm-hmm. else when I go to push the thing, they're, they're not actually, yeah. they just stop, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so there's so much of that setup that goes, and then when you get that setup, then that, those weeks later, those months later, it's like, okay, now take that 25-pounder and snatch that. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this feels great. It's like, yeah, now take that 35-pounder and snatch it. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, really? And it's like, whoa, that felt even better. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what all the setting up is leading you to. It's mm-hmm. not just leading you to this, like, one, you know, two-dimensional moment mm-hmm. it's leading you to this multi-dimensional lifetime mm. of experience that you're just you just started on like mm-hmm. you're just on the road of actually a lifetime of kettlebell lifting mm-hmm. you know or whatever it is that you do um i think about this oftentimes where it's like you know like for instance I, i'll say something like 10 years from now so somebody be like 10 years from now where do you see yourself i'd be like well you know 10 years from now I would have been a kettlebell trainer for 25 years. Mm-hmm. It's, that means a lot to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that sounds like a lot, doesn't it, right, when you say it like right, that? Right, right, right. And it doesn't mean that I'm doing the exact same thing that I've been doing. But I think about, like, how many thousands of people have I affected by mm-hmm. then? You know, mm-hmm. so then that helps to shape my thing. Like, I was having a conversation with my wife this morning, and we were talking about um, just, like, where we are in our planning process. So, like, where are we now? Like, how, how on the mark are we of mm-hmm. where, we, where we're trying to get, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, we kind of just got to talking about the concepts of, like, visualization. Mm-hmm. So when I, six years ago, was visualizing where I would be today, you know, um, and in, in trying to visualize where I'm going to be six years from now on this very day, um, not only did I see, like, the two-dimensional, I'm going to be in this bed with this person, with this thing going on, but I'm going to ask myself, like, what did I do that morning? Mm. You know, what am I going to do later today? You know, what is my, if I look at my agenda um, on January 25th, in 2041 Mm. right what's on my schedule that day Mm. you know if I look at my goals and if I look at my intentions and if I look at all the things that I'm working for right now I've got a pretty cool day lined up you know if I can reflect on the things that I'm setting myself up for Mm -hmm. it's full of interviews it's full of live presentations it's full of long conversations with beautiful people that I love very much Mm -hmm. like it's really a, a awesome thing if I start to hash it out, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and then with kids and with other family members and things, I get to ask like, well, what's that person doing? You know, oh man, maybe I get a, I get a call from Zaid that morning. Mm-hmm. You know, he's letting me know what he's up to today, you know, where, wherever he's at, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the, the level that I can take it to. Mm. The, the, if I can look at where I am and I can look at what I'm doing, if I look at where I've come from, then I can probably project forward not obviously like 
there are things that are going to happen that I can't say that I know what are going to happen, but I can at least like paint out a better picture of what it is that I might be seeing. Mm. And for this, it made me think of this concept of like, because we were talking again about all the different ways of, of the physical reflection, mm-hmm. you know, and, and one of the concepts with reflection for me is like, well, I can reflect on the past and I can reflect on the present. And then I started thinking like, can I reflect on the future? And it, it reminded me of watching something happen around a corner through a window. So if I'm like looking, if I'm looking at a window, if I'm like sitting at a table mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the reflection of the side street, right? Right. If I'm at a cafe or something and I'm looking at the window of a bookstore and the bookstore window is showing me what's going on around the corner yeah. down the street. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that type of reflecting, that type of like, can I see what's coming? Can mm-hmm. I see around the corner? People say like, no, no. Fuck yes, I can see around the corner if I put a mirror right there and can look around the corner. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I have if I have ways where I can reflect where I'm going. Mm. Right? So like what am I looking at in my day-to-day life that's actually reflecting to me where it is that I'm headed? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Things like that. I don't know. It's fun <laughs> fun fun mental exercise for me when I yeah. think about reflection. Oh. You know, and I think about not just the the personal work of doing that as individuals, but you know, extrapolating that in this process of where we're at in our country's growth, you know, in America's growth and globally. Um, and what was so, it's funny, we had a podcast the day before the inauguration. Now it's a week later. And it's funny, I was reflecting on my own thoughts because you asked me about sort of the historic nature. And I, and I listened back to what I said and I was like, gosh, I was really nervous mm. about what was going to happen on Wednesday. And it turns out that I was completely elated and overjoyed on Wednesday um, and felt very hopeful and um, and it was beautiful and I just want to call attention to Amanda Gorman's poem The Hill We Climb because what in terms of reflection like what an important unbelievable piece about tying our past and being reflective about that but it was also a call to action mm-hmm to step into the light, like to be, like be our better selves, to that, that we have agency. And so when I think of, when you say reflecting on the future, like doing that work, like we are able to steer the ship. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that we believe that, the more that we come to own that, like, okay, no, I, I can, I can make a difference. My vote does matter. My speaking up does matter. My, you know, all of these things. I think, um, I just just how how incredible. If and if you didn't listen to it, if you didn't watch it, like do that. Go watch it. I I also downloaded just the the text and and reread it several times, and it's just so just beautifully encapsulates where we've been, where we are, and where we can go. Mm-hmm where we can go right, right, right. because it's not necessarily where we are going but we can go in that direction but it takes you and it takes me and it takes all of us as individuals in a collective to choose right to go in 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 this direction mm. and that to me is like this whew, reflecting on the future yeah. like oh goosebumps <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's heavy. wow that's yeah heavy. I like that. Gotta tie in the, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been doing so much reflection on this country and trying to 
just just think back to like what trajectory that we're actually on as mm. a nation and like because you know in the the basic public school education can sometimes especially where i grew up it can be it can glaze over so much of history you know oh, yeah, to the absolutely. point where it doesn't it doesn't give me a clear representation of where i actually am in time mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so for me a lot of this kind of past month has been really past six months has been devoted to trying to understand like what got America, the United States of America to where we are right now, mm-hmm. you know, like where there's like, where did this, the, 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 the division come from? Where, why is there so much, you know, kind of anger wrapped around certain monuments or certain belief structures or whatever? Like, where does it come from? Um, and it's not, not that I have any answers for you <laughs> about it right now, um, but that's kind of like where I am. So reading a lot of books about like, Civil War era and and trying to figure out what happened at the turn of the century and um, and just like what what is inspiring because mm-hmm. you know when I think about like my grandmother she was born in like I think 1920 you know what I mean something like that 1925 mm-hmm. something like that um, she had a massive influence on me and mm-hmm. I know her grandmother had a massive influence on her um, and so if I think about my grandmother's grandmother impacting her for the way that she was going to raise her family and how that impacted me if I look back to that time period and I ask like well what was my grandmother's grandmother reading in the newspaper Hmm. you know what was happening when she was on in when she was my age what what was going on around her when she was 38 you know and Hmm. trying to reflect that far back on the past Hmm. and say like like I was listening to a book today and they were they was talking about something that was in the paper at the time period and I was thinking about one of my ancestors and like I was like damn like he probably he must have been reading that newspaper Mm. he would have read that story Mm -hmm. in the newspaper when it was printed and and you know I just welcome everybody to try to think like that like a little abstractly about like even if you don't know your background like what got us to this point as individuals in the moment in in our generation Mm -hmm. um in our family line like what decisions did my ancestors make that put them in the position to do this thing and that thing? A lot of people listening to the podcast had ancestors who came here from other places at some point, maybe not that long ago. Mm. Um, what informed their decisions to come mm. here? Um, how did their informed decisions then formulate what was going to happen next that led to my existence or mm. your existence, things like that. Like that's a lot of the deeper reflection that I do as well, because then it lets me know, like, what were y'all thinking and where, where are we on the trajectory and what is the work that I need to do now? Mm. Because that's for me, whether it's, in, it's, it's an individual thing, a personal thing, or it's like a communal thing, or it's a generational thing, or it's a bloodline thing. Um, that's what reflection is about. Like mm-hmm. what got, me here and what do I need to do going forward and you know don't don't get me wrong like that might be take a nap <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. it might be sit down <laughs> don't do anything um, right but at the same time I'm not going to know exactly what I need to do unless I can mm. reflect on that I can say like oh I was really tired last night or you know I didn't great great sleep last night or I didn't eat dinner last yesterday or whatever let me let that inform how I treat today or hold mm. myself accountable or you know 
all the different things. Okay, so that just sparked an idea in me because just before we started recording, we were sort of talking about like you know the seasonality and sort of following. You know, we are we are in winter in the northeastern North America right now, and so um, kind of paying attention to those signs that this is a time of rest, this is a time of reflection, of recharging, of hibernation, right? Um, and I even think in from an activist standpoint, there can be this push like if you're not doing it all right now, then you're not doing anything. And everything has its cycle and everything has its, so I kind of, when you just said like, maybe the thing to do today is take a nap, right? Like the more that we can sort of understand that not not every day is gonna be like pushing something to the end of the goalpost kind of day. Like some, it's it's all of like the little things and how it comes together in aggregate. And sometimes like the best thing that you can do for yourself or a movement is to actually step back. Mm. Maybe it's to listen, maybe it's to read, maybe it's to do the inner work. So then you can be more prepared for, you know, whatever's coming or, or whatever it is. So, um, you know, this, this is sort of in my head cause I'm taking this, this class right now with, with Dr. Loretta Ross on, um, calling in the calling out culture. And, and tying it back to Instagram, this is all gonna make sense. <laughs> Just hang out, hang in there with me. Um, and this sort of, um, these act, this act of like performance, like that to call out people like, oh, what are you doing today? Or you're not doing enough. Or you're not, you know, you're not leveling up to like my expectations and how you should be contributing, mm. right? And I, and, I, and I think that we can take a step back um, and it doesn't mean that we're not holding people accountable for their actions, but sort of we can, this sort of Americanized, like hyper, um, this workaholic ethic, like, right? Like either you are just like, you're going, going, going 100 miles an hour every single day. What are you doing? How are you showing up today? What are you doing? You gotta show me, you gotta prove it. What are you doing? What are you saying? What are you, st- like, right? <laughs> right? Like sometimes we need to take a pause and take a break and that doesn't mean that someone is not there's a lot of shadow work that's going on too. Maybe someone's making some donations. Maybe they're making connections. Maybe they're doing this person-to-person work. And they're not putting it out there 24-7 mm-hmm. for your consumption. Like, right? So I just kind of like throw that in there in terms of this reflection that like everybody is going through their process. And that sometimes, you know, there's there everything has its cycle. And we all have our own individual cycles and our own processes and our contributions. And like all I'm throwing out there is that we we continue to operate with sort of like a compassion, understanding where other people are, are coming from, um, where they're going. And, um, and one of the, th- the final things that I'll say is this, this beautiful thing that Dr. Ross said about calling in is she's like, when I'm calling people into a movement, she's like, I want people to give me different ideas. I don't want everybody that says the same thing, does the same thing, operates the same way. She's like, that's a cult. Mm. <laughs> These are her words. She's like, that is a cult, right? Like, I wanna call different people into the movement. I wanna be challenged. I wanna be, you know, and, and everybody's gonna bring something. And she's like, we're moving in the same direction, mm. but we're not necessarily doing the exact same thing. So. Um, you know, and a sort of a reflection of that, like I've been kind of taking that with me and again, like not necessarily needing to prove, you know, like on an individual basis, whether it's for your own personal group growth, whether it's for you're working towards something, whether it's 
social justice, racial justice, economic justice, environmental justice, reproductive justice, like all the justices. Um, you know, just at the end of the day, like, you know, being true to yourself. And um, I don't know, that's just, it just seems like a theme, you know, yeah. Yeah, like is important. You know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about other people. Right, right, right. <laughs> Why are you so worried about them and what they're doing? Focus on yourself. <sighs> <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a great place to end. Okay. Focus on yourself, everybody. <laughs> everybody go into that into that dark room and light a candle and do some reflecting. Yeah. And it's it's can be really incredible what what you can begin to discover. Mm-hmm. Some of it's scary. Yeah. It's a scary process. Yeah. It'll be a lot when you start adding it all up. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, you've done a lot to get where you're going and you got a lot to still do to get where, where you're going there, you know? So your homework is to do some journaling <laughs> and read or watch Amanda perform her poem, The Hill We Climb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Always. We love to hear from you. And, uh, I have to say it, this is the last time we're recording at, in this particular spot mm. that, that we've been recording our podcast in for several months, but don't worry, we're still going to put out more episodes and on, on to the next chapter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and happy birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm enjoying it right now. Oh, amazing. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.